Hi everybody, it's My Fishing Cape Cod podcast host Kevin Collins, and welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. What you're about to listen to is an excerpt from our fishing report formatted podcast that originally aired on Friday, October 13th. In this piece of the podcast, I sit down with Sam Mullen from the Goose Hummock Shop down in Orleans, Massachusetts. Sam and I will discuss the fall run for striped bass, bluefish, false albacore, bonito, tatog, and we'll get into the offshore game and chat about recreational bluefin tuna fishing. We'll also give some reports on Stellwagen Bank, Cape Cod Bay, the backside facing beaches, as well as south of Cape Cod. Now, as I just mentioned, this is just a portion of the weekly podcast. If you want to hear the whole thing, you can head on over to myfishingcapecod.com. It's there where you can use your username and login to access the site and the podcast in its entirety. If you're not yet a member of My Fishing Cape Cod, I encourage you to head on over to myfishingcapecod.com and consider giving us a try. You can sign up for a one-month membership. If you don't like what you see, you read, or you hear, you can feel free to cancel after your month without any future hassle or obligation. So I sure hope you consider giving a membership a try and enjoy my conversation with Sam Mullen. Well, up next on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our great buddy Sam Mullen from down at the Goose Hummock in Orleans, Mass. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing great, Kev. The weather's pretty chilly. It's uh, getting a little cooler now. It's definitely starting to feel like fall weather is kicking in. Yeah, we're now smack dab in the middle to approaching probably the late half of the fall run, Sam. So let's start with striped bass. I know you've had a chance to get out in the bay a little bit. It looks like the wind's supposed to kind of stay here from the north today on Friday and through the weekend, which will make the bay a little bit bumpy. But how's the striper fishing been inside the bay? Yeah, there's been a good amount of little small bait. It's definitely like the fall run kicking around, you know, with juvenile herring still flowing over the flats, you know, and just get on those big outgoing tides walking the flats is decent you know to start the day and even better towards the end of the day um you know fish aren't huge you know 22 to 26 is occasional keeper and then up until about the 32 inch range but unlike here it's wicked fun you know and um you know we got some north wind coming around so that might change around a little bit but but for the most part the flats have been definitely good just walking out is a lot better than trying to fish during the high tides uh, for striper and then uh you know and then and, and then obviously uh, this time of year uh into uh you know later th- this year like all the way through november uh the harbors are wicked fun at night uh fishing for stripers using some really light freshwater gear it's, it's absolutely fantastic so that's a lot of fun you know just using drought gear to catch you know 22 24 inch stripers is wicked fun Sam, I know you're very much a student of the fishery as well, and let's talk about that north wind just a little bit here. It's really kind of picked up today on Friday, and it seems like it's going to be this way over the next several days, maybe even through like Monday, Tuesday, and it's supposed to blow, you know, 20 to 30 knots at some points. Do you think that's going to push even more bait, especially if we get like a northeast kind of further down into the bay toward the canal down your neck of the woods? Yeah, yeah, I really feel like, uh, you know, if there does have a good consistent north to northeast, I feel like you could even work your way, you know, Barnstable Harbor's been holding a lot of fish, which is great, um, you know, and they've been, you know, some some slot fish in there, uh, but, you know, work your way over to, you know, uh, you know, Sandy Neck and, and West and keep working your way out to, like, uh, uh, Spring Hill and Scorton, and then, the, you know, the east end of the canal could be pretty good, uh, 
you know, the timing of the tides and everything in the morning, it could it could be a good part of that, you know, catch that ball run where there's fish pushing from the north. You know, I would that would that would be a pretty good bet for the weekend. Well, that certainly sounds like a promising report, and definitely, you know, folks that are heading out this weekend, you know, with that north northeast wind in mind, you're definitely going to want to keep in mind, you know, your spots and and not get beat up too bad. I would think. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, just be mindful of the weather, but it, it is, you know, just decently blowing. You know, ain't no hurricane, but, you know, it's still going to be some 30-mile-an-hour winds. So that always creates a really good bite, you know. So just be careful on the jetties, though. Definitely have the felt or the uh, the corker-studded boots, you know. <laughs> and how about Albies, Sam? I know that's another thing that we've really talked about over the last month. Are they still kicking around despite this wind? Yeah, they are still kicking around. They've been, you know, which the coolest part about them has been kicking really around the bay, and also with Benito, uh, you know, up into the P Town and Turo areas, down into the the path off of Wellfleet, and uh, you know, but it is starting to dwindle, you know, as these temperatures really start to kick. And I bet after this northeast wind, they'll be completely flushed out, and they'll be more towards around like the Vineyard and Falmouth in that area, um, but you know, a little bit off of Monoboy, and there's still some, uh, you know, Albies off of Monoboy for sure. Uh, which is great, you know, and that's that'd be your best target to really target them would be off of Monomoy because if you don't find them, you can still find some stripers and some bluefish and, and do that kind of thing. And then maybe maybe with some even potential fluke, you know, do that. So. In in terms of funny fish as well, uh, what are you hearing about Benito? Yeah, Benito has uh, been definitely in the bay. And, uh, you know, like I said, around the northeast wind, uh, you know, they might they might move around a little bit in the bay. I feel like they'll, they'll stick around a little more than the Albies. Uh, depending on how you know much bait there is and everything, but the you know and you can find them uh, around Monomoy and then. Uh, but I really feel like they're going to really start to after this blow. It'll pretty be really pretty much quiet by now. And switching gears a little bit, going deeper down in the water column, Sam. I know Tatog is another you know species near and dear to your heart. It's a great eating fish, and they fight like hell. Um, I think that the limit uh, we've discussed here on the podcast is going to shift. Coming up after October 15th, it'll go from three fish to five fish. So even more an yep. incentive to try your hand at that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is your prime time to really switch over and go down and go back down to uh, ground fishing. You know, switch your gears and really try to get some food for the freezer and the fridge and, you know, just have a nice plate full of tog is, is unbelievable. And there's been some really great sizes. I've been hearing, you know, numbers up 10 to 12 pounders in the bay just Find really good rock structure. If you have a trolling motor on your bow, good for you. God bless you. That's the best you can do. But if you know if you're anchored, you know just be safe and everything around that, around the rock piles. But that's really where you want to be is just trying to find the rock, that rock structure. And then obviously the you know the breakwater up in P Town is a great spot. Um, but yeah, this is definitely one you want to kind of go away from the stripers and all that kind of stuff. That's more you know this summer, unless you're fishing some creeks, but. You know, this is when in your boat. When you're in your boat right now, this is when you really want to capitalize on some tog fishing. And when you talk about it from the boat, you talked about the trolling motor a little bit and trying to find structure. Sam, uh, any other tips for folks that you know may not be too familiar with tog, but want to give it a shot here uh, to try something different as albies wind down and stripers kind of peter out as well in a couple of weeks? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when when you're anchoring too, you can anchor, or also if you if you're gonna drift, you can have run two drift socks, you know, and, and really slow, slow down that drift. You know, if it's a nice day, you know, you can get away with that. And actually you can uh, throw over a bait bag with, with some dead green crabs and drop it down to the bottom. And that can also 
slow down your drift and also use it as a chum bag, which is, is a great technique uh, to be able to get these uh, tog into the boat. And in addition to the green crab, we know the tog love the green crab. Any specific way you rig those guys? I know a lot of folks will cut them in half. Some guys will remove the shell or remove the legs, throw them overboard and use them as chum. Any particular method or jig that works well for you? Yeah, I really love to use just about, a, depending on the water, if I'm fishing 25 feet or below, usually a three-quarter to one-ounce uh, tog jig, either by Joe Bags or by Tsunami Tog Treats. Uh, you know, you can cut them in half, and then I sometimes leave the legs on, and I just thread it through the legs so it can actually stay hold, you know, it can actually hold, you know, because these tog really like to just kind of nibble away. Or you can just cut it right in half, cut the legs off, and then, you know, as you're cutting, you know, swipe it over onto the, you know, over the gunnel and make that a nice a nice chum slick for these tog to, to come in and, and, you know, react to your uh, to your baits. And then, or you can also use a high-low rig with a, with a bank sinker, if you're fishing, you know, more that 40 to 50 foot range, you know, you can, you can double up on the, on the, uh, high low rig and, you know, use a bait holder hook, but size six aught, and you just put some crabs on there and, and you can just simply have a dropper loop on the bottom and either change it out from two to three to four ounce bank sinkers. So you can hold bottom really well. Now, I also know uh, one of the things I wanted to check in with you, uh, going a little bit larger scale here, is the offshore bite. I haven't heard much productive at all, especially from a recreational standpoint. I know there's a lot of guys this time of year that love to get one last school bluefin or or wreckfish for the freezer. just seems to be a little bit quiet right now, Sam. Yeah, it is definitely quiet. You know, it's it's, uh, it's definitely kind of dwindling, and especially – you know, after this wind, I mean, I really don't know what it'll be like at all. But, uh, you know, there's got some guys casting a little bit here and there. But more in the, uh, you know, the golf ball area and Peacot Hill is definitely your best bet. You know, launch that out, pam it. You know. Check, check, one, two. Hi, everybody. It's My Fishing Cape Cod podcast host, Kevin Collins. And welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. What you're about to listen to is an excerpt from our Fishing Report formatted podcast that originally aired on Friday, October 13th. In this piece of the podcast, I In this piece of the podcast, I sit down with Sam Mullen from the Goose Hummock Shop down in Orleans, Massachusetts. Sam and I will discuss the fall run for striped bass, bluefish, false albacore, bonito, tatog, and we'll get into the offshore game and chat about recreational bluefin tuna fishing. We'll also give some reports on Stellwagen Bank, Cape Cod Bay, the backside-facing beaches, as well as south of Cape Cod. Now, as I just mentioned, this is just a portion of the weekly podcast. If you want to hear the whole thing, you can head on over to myfishingcapecod.com. It's there where you can use your username and login to access the site and the podcast in its entirety, If you're not yet a member of My Fishing Cape Cod, I encourage you to head on over to myfishingcapecod.com and consider giving us a try. You can sign up for a one-month membership 
If you don't like what you see, you read, or you hear, you can feel free to cancel after your month without any future hassle or obligation. So I sure hope you consider giving a membership a try and enjoy my conversation with Sam Mullen. You know, East of Chatham is just too sporadic and you can kind of, kind of, not get lost, but per se, but just kind of find some random, you know, birds and that kind of stuff, you know, but, and then the crab ledge. But I feel like the best bet you would be able to get is, you know, is around Peacot Hill to the golf ball. Well, that's great to hear too. And anything else, you know, we've touched on so many things. Uh, anything else that comes to your mind in terms of the fall run you think people should know about? Yeah, you know, I mean, just, uh, you know, if, if you ever like using bucktails, this is the best time of year to use them, you know, out on the backside beaches in the bay during a big wind. If the water's nice and clean, a bucktail is, you know, if you haven't added that to your arsenal, you know, that is like the key to what, you know, with, to get some, pick out some bigger stripers in the school, you know, getting it down to the bottom. I know catching, you know, smaller fish on top is still fun, but if you want to try to pick out it and get that keeper, you know, that, that one and a half, one to one and a half, the up to two ounce, uh, you know, and just rip splitter bucktails are, are fantastic. You know, that's, that's something you always want in your fall bag. And in terms of the fall striper fishery, Sam, it's one thing I ask you every year. We're getting to the end of our podcast season. We've only got a week or two left, uh, and we'll be through October before you know it. You yeah. think these fish will stick around into November this year? I think so. You know, and looking at the projected, you know, water temps and everything, and the and the temperatures that are coming up, it still looks like they'd be manageable. And then, you know, still definitely around, you know, your mouths and your creeks, and then. Going into the winter, they're still always here. So, you know, if you go way up into the, you know, some deeper estuaries and everything like that, but there'll still be a pretty good fall run. I really feel like, you know, it'll be Albies and Benito will be shuffling, but those those bass and maybe even some bluefish will be sticking around till November for sure. All right, Sam. Thanks so much for joining us on this edition of the podcast, and I hope we get to catch up one more time before the season ends. Sounds great, Kev. Have a great weekend. My thanks to Sam Mullen of the Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans, Massachusetts, for joining us on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast, presented by Cape and Islands Mitsubishi and Cape Codder Boats. As I mentioned off the top of this recording, this is just a piece of our weekly fishing report formatted podcast that originally aired on Friday, October 13th. If you want to hear the whole show in its entirety, head on over to myfishingcapecod.com. Use your username and login to sign in and access the website. You'll get access to this podcast as well as all of our past and future podcast content. If you're not yet a member of MFCC, head on over to the website, myfishingcapecod.com. Please consider giving a membership a trial. If you don't like what you see here or read after a month, you can feel free to cancel without any future hassle or obligation. So I sure hope you enjoyed my conversation with Sam. And thanks for taking the time to check out the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. This is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. And until we chat again, tight lines and take care.